Alright, welcome to another edition of Heaven and Hell. I'm Joe Wilmot. We have Cat Lewis and Brent Sawicki with us here today. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? Alright. Um, you know, we touch on the topic Heaven and Hell, and we sometimes get challenged in our faith. And sometimes people who are just a casual listener could either be strong in their faith or they may choose not to listen because they don't have faith. The the relevation from unifying people is is to create God's kingdom. The, the war in heaven and hell and on earth and the mark of the beast. In my opinion, it's if we unify 12,000 of this tribe, 12,000 of that tribe, 12,000 of this tribe, and we all find some common singularity that is either to destroy us or to bring us to unite then that is essentially what is the master plan, I think. I think it is, because if we're united on earth, and God's kingdom can come down to earth, as I think it says, that his kingdom would want, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, or in heaven as it is on earth, or... You know, like, if heaven comes down to earth. I, I studied a lot of spirit science, and they talked about the metaphysical realm, the realm of ascension into the next dimension. I made a comment before about staring at a light and it generates a blind spot. It's not a good thing to do because you don't want to go blind, but at the same time, it's like you want to get glimpses into reflections of lights and shadows and see what the, the breaking down of the third dimension actually is. And you think to yourself, what type of knowledge did people have when they were first arriving on Earth? When our brains were first being developed, what type of power did our ancient ancestors have? Um, as in being the first people to inhabit Earth. I asked a question, how old is the Earth in the birth of man? And the answer is, according to the Bible, it was generated in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. When you challenge science with religion, there's gaps missing, there's pieces of the puzzle that don't fit in in, in cohesive order with the outline of you know the so-called Big Bang compared to God made, the light and the darkness, the sun and the moon. And if you look at human history in general, there's no conclusive evidence to 
knowing what is actually happening. The only thing we do know is what's happening right now. And when we look at what's happening right now, in your guys' opinion, what do you think is happening with our race, our human America, our the world that we live in? I think, uh, I mean, we're just living life as it is and surviving as we always have. I think that's the only thing we can do as the human race. Um, things evolve and people evolve with it. Is Are we evolving in a good way? I don't think so. If you want to touch on the science part with uh, global warming and things like that and everything that's going on, it doesn't necessarily help. Is the world dying? Our planet itself? I think with everything in the cosmos, it has a lifespan. I don't think we're going to see it. I don't think my grandkids or great-grandkids will see it. But in the next thousand years, it's very possible. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I think... Um You can see, I often, I often, after I talk about this kind of stuff, you know, I, I kind of refer to it back to Roman times. And I see, like, how pretty much everything in Roman times was acceptable. And when it came to human, human beings, human interaction, whether it be uh, homosexuality or pedophilia, or bestiality, even necrophilia. Uh, all of these things were very prevalent in those times. And eventually the Roman Empire split and was destroyed. Uh, but I see today a lot of that is starting to resurface. I see a lot of it uh, becoming more commonplace. I see people using different ways of thinking to justify. I see all kinds of... I, I see, basically, I see man turning his back on God in today, modern times. I think uh, more and more people are embracing a scientific way of thinking because it can be proven. But like I told you before, Science and faith are two separate things. Um, if, like I said, if faith could be proven, it would no longer be faith, it would be science. So, my personal opinion is I see the fall of man happening right in front of us, <clears throat> but it's being shrouded in a way that almost looks as uh, the evolution of man... Uh, being lifted up because now they're trying to make everything acceptable. They're trying to make everything, uh, they, they want people to, to live in peace and, and they want people to, uh, I guess, be more accepting of, of, of everybody else. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. That's what I see it. That's how I see it. They want people to be more accepting of others. But when we do that, we judge people. And we're not supposed to judge. Right. Christianity rule two. Rule two. Right. Golden rule, right? Well, golden rule is, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But really, when it comes to Christianity, there's two basic rules which we all seem to forget, and that is, it's 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 you have what is our job, which is to love everyone, and you have what is not our job, which is to judge anyone. But as humans, we pretty much are incapable of not not judging. You know what I mean? We just we have this natural tendency as we see something, and oh, I don't like that, or that's wrong or I don't agree we, with that or you know whatever you know? although we are human and we carry part of Christ's consciousness with us we are not Christ himself and that's what separates him from others other people people try to derogatorily drive religion as it proceeds to them and see it as oh if Jesus could do this, then why can't I? And it's like, well, Jesus had the Spirit of God in him. He had the Holy Spirit in him. And that's why whatever he did was of holy nature. And there's no reason to compete in today's world and society because as it's preached all the time, Jesus is Alpha and Omega. And too often today in sports, we put an eye on the best athlete. We put an eye on the, the, the best of the entire league. If we're talking about King James or Tom Brady coming back from 21 down or all these different types of things. And then nobody ever takes a moment to look at who is the last person. The person who's struggling the most. Nobody takes the time to see who's last in line. And that's what really got me going when I first started reading the Bible and really started getting into the story of the Old Testament, the New Testament. Nobody ever thinks, well, what is the last person on earth? And when I say last, I mean... Just, if you can imagine somebody who's hit rock bottom and has no hope, no light, no nothing, but they're still here, just hoping things get better. And that's essentially why I do this show, is to, to reach that person. I don't know if they have internet access or anything like that. Some way, somehow, they have to know that there is a person that out there that does have... An ability to care for somebody who doesn't necessarily have all the greatest gifts in the world to be number one or to have a Super Bowl ring or to make millions of dollars in professional sports because they are physically attributed as a gift from God. Well, what about the person who doesn't believe they have a gift from God, who believes they're just they're just nothing? Everybody has their own talents. We're all created equal. That's an amendment. We're all created equal. 
Nobody is greater or lesser than another person. And to look around as human beings, we have to accept each and everybody for their, their rights, their wrongs, their anger, their hate, their love, their acceptance. We have to accept and not be so critical of one another. And if somebody's saying, hey, um, I need help with this. Well, who are we to say, sorry, I'm busy. Sorry, I have this to do. Sorry, I have that to do. I understand where there's a difference between doing something to benefit your family. But when it comes time to help out somebody who, who may be on their last lifeline, everybody's got time for somebody on their last lifeline. And that's what makes me think It's what makes me think, since, since when did this all become about the Alpha? And we're not, not the Omega. There was a convention recently. Uh, George Clooney went there. And it was the Omega convention. I don't know what it was about. I didn't read the article. It was just a posting on um, Google News. The Omega Convention, about Omega, I don't know if it means last, but according to A and O, O means last. So, just my opinion about these type of things, it shouldn't be about competitive attitude, seeking to dominate the world, be number one, because that's what Satan's plan is. It's his plan to give you the wealth of the world in exchange for what? What do you gain in exchange for the wealth of the world? You may lose the kingdom of God. A rich man may not see into heaven. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to pass into heaven. And that's that's what I'm... Did you figure it out? Omega the Watch. Omega the watch? Yeah. It's the brand watch, Omega. Oh. That's what it was. <laughs> I thought he was like in some secret society. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, but it's just the general tendency of humans to look look more or revere winners than they are and then losers. You know? Everybody wants to be a winner. Everybody wants to gain uh, you know, everybody wants their 15, you know, and now... I got a lot of 15-minute episodes. I know. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, and it's so much easier now with, you know, social media and things like that. People throw themselves into controversy or, or events or things that are taking place right now you know they just they want to be heard you know being a part of it you know they don't necessarily just want to observe they want to uh, interact and they want to you know give their opinion or you know well we're all we are all a part of this human race if even if you don't know somebody 
even thinking about them while you're watching television, it's not that we can't receive a message from how this person is doing or what's going on in their life, and it's not that it's not false or true. Something put put that thought in your head. We're moving into an age where, in America at least, where everybody's treated like, like we're taking their gift and we're showing it. We're trying to create the... We're the United States... We're trying to create the the balance. Nobody is lesser. Nobody is higher. That's why you see a decline in, or at least in my opinion, I, I see a decline in interest in sports. If they lose, I don't care that they lost. Was it a good pitching game? Was it a good pitching matchup? If, if I'm rooting for uh, Ottawa and Ottawa loses in double overtime, they still made it to double overtime. If, like, there's much to be gained in every loss. Well, if you want to, if, if, if you want to... Many flaws in every win. If you're going purely for the sports aspect of it, <clears throat> if you're like me, um, you know, I live in, I live, you know, in Detroit here and, and well, a suburb of Detroit, and I, you know, I like watching the Red Wings or, you know, I'm not a big Tigers or Lions or Pistons fan, but many people are, and they they will root for the home team. But if their home team doesn't cut the mustard and, and make it to playoffs or make it to something like that, then all of a sudden they tune out. They don't care. Me, you know, I would much, much rather prefer seeing a good, high-quality game. I don't want to see a blowout. I want to see I want to see them, you know, fighting tooth and nail for every little point back and forth, back and forth. I mean, to me they're earning their money. They're giving me my money's worth, you know. It's I want entertainment wanna, industry. Well, yeah, but I want to see I want to see a good game. I you know, I don't if if I'm watching the Stanley Cup playoffs and it's two two other teams aside from Detroit in there, I'm still watching it cuz I want to see a good hockey game. Like, same thing with, with, with Super Bowl or World Series or what, whatever, you know. Um, well, it's, it's too <clears throat> picture perfect right now. Like the... There's a reason why these two teams made it to the playoffs, made the, it to the finals. The stories of today's professional sports is hard to believe. LeBron winning a championship in Cleveland after winning a few in Miami. Going back to Cleveland, winning it in his second year there. Tom Brady down by 24 points in the fourth quarter comes back and, and wins the game in overtime. The Chicago Cubs not necessarily having a good history and having a curse on them for 100 years shows up in 2016 and wins the World Series in a Game 7, 11th or 12th inning walk-off or, or closing scenario. It don't matter. What matters is, well, it does matter. I mean, it, it, those things are like iconic to sports, but there's it's happening more often now. The storyline is is heating up. It's revving up. You know, for so often they'd pick they'd pit the uh, the Pittsburgh against Washington, 
all of the two best athletes in the NHL. Now they finally have that series. Everything is falling into place professionally in sports, and it makes you wonder, is it real? No. How can it not be real? How can it, how can it be real? It's not real. It's 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 completely unreal. It's it's uh, it has nothing to do anymore with pride, your team spirit. That's gone. This is all about endorsements. This is all about merchandising. This is all about making money outside of that little forum. That's what. That's why, in my opinion, I believe professional sports we will go away within the next decade. I do not believe we, yeah, I don't think we're going to have professional sports anymore. Now, when you watch college sports, it is all about pride. It's all about team spirit. It's all about the school and, 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 and that whole thing, you know, it's not about money. Will they do away with the same sports they have in professional league in college and create new sports? Honestly, with the way things are going... I don't totally disagree with you on the statement that sports are going to fade out. The sports that have been around for all these years... But look at... Some of them may remain, but not all of them. But you have a lot of people now who are anti-ability, I'll call it. Um, You have people out there who feel bad and who are hating on someone who has talent because they don't have talent. It's like... It's like going to school now, and it's your birthday. But other kids feel bad because it's not their birthday, and this person's being singled out because it's their birthday. Who cares? It's their birthday. You get but, a birthday, too. <laughs> but they don't see it like that. They see it in the moment. I see it as their problem, not mine. They see it, but, 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 I'm, <laughs> but, but this is just a, a baby step. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing this starting to happen more and more. Like... You're keeping me down because, you know, you're using your ability and you're making money and all this other stuff. You're keeping me down, you know, and um, I see it happen more. And it's happening more and more and more. I think that's going to contribute How to a lot of it. How is that the other person's problem? I'm trying to keep up with the conversation of the sports because you realize the girl in the trio here has been really quiet. So how <laughs> in with what you just said, if someone is feeling... Uh, just in themselves and in their feelings because someone else has a talent and they feel that that person's talent is putting them in the dark and in the shadow. Why is it the talented person's part? Not saying the other person is not talented, but they don't feel talented. Is it that person's fault? They'll make it their person's fault. They'll say it and they'll use social media and their grandstanding to do it. Oh, yeah, and I'll clap back. I'll be like, you got problems. <laughs> and, <laughs> Have but, several seats. <laughs> but you see it happening. It's just, it's, 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 uh, it's a definite thing that's happening. It's yeah. happening on all different levels now. But there's so many ch- people out there that just aren't happy with themselves, and they'll find anybody to just hate on because they're miserable. And miserable loves companies. You have women out there who want to be transgender men, who are feeling bad and offended that women who are having children can have children and say that they're a mother. Wait a minute. What, what, what's wrong with that whole statement? Wait, you women know? that want to be transgender men? Yeah. 
But if they chose to be a man... But they're still feeling bad because, because of the woman and because how she wants to be a mother or she's a mother. Yeah, things are so warped. How, how did transgender even arrive in the first place? I don't know. Some people think... Season premiere last night, Ancient people- Aliens. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't see it. that one. I guess I have to see this episode and see what their theory is. But I'm assuming, uh, just like we have the homosexuals now who believe that they were born this way, they have people who are born a man that may believe that inside they were born a woman. So I guess it's the same theory. But I'm not either one, so I don't feel equipped to speak on that subject. It's really, really a touchy subject because I can only state what I think, and it could be completely wrong, and then I'll offend somebody, and someone's going to write a mean comment. (laughs) Yeah, more than likely. (laughs) It's just, my opinion is just an opinion, and... It goes back to that quote, don't push your politics on me, pal. You know? Like, but look don't, at- like, that's, these people want to vocalize themselves, as we do on the show. We vocal, vocalize it. And we project our opinions. Not everybody's going to relate. That's why there's a panel discussion. Um,. You know, I, I have to, and I'm probably going to offend somebody, but it's really coming out of a uh, a place of trying to understand while we're on the topic of the transgender community. No problem with the transgender community, but I don't understand Caitlyn Jenner. I, there's something about the way she's going about it, and it took me a while to continue to call her Caitlyn instead of Bruce and say her instead of him. But if I would have said Bruce or said him by accident, they would get really, really offensive and turn it into it. Hate speech. Yes. When it's not. I that's I don't understand. Because that's what's we, happening now. I it's, feel like it. we're in a position where we have to always understand their point of view when we don't. And it's not doesn't mean we hate you. It's just... I've been so used for the last umpteen years for calling you Bruce and saying him, and now I'm now have to learn to say Caitlyn and her and she. But it doesn't mean I'm trying to disrespect you. But I understand that you feel disrespected. It's very all these different groups, whatever they are, for centuries have been preaching that their opinion matters and their ideas matter. Until now, because now, since they are out there and everybody, now, your and my opinion is no longer opinion which we're entitled to. Now, it's just considered hate speech if it's against what they think. And that's the problem. That is a definite problem, because now... Supremacy? Nothing to do with supremacy. No, this no, has their to do opinion, they want their opinion... To be the the opinion of all, and right? That, that yeah. brings us back to a circle of you want to push your self onto others, but in doing so, if if everybody was similar to one person, mm-hmm. that would make a terrible society, a terrible community, a terrible place. That's why we're all different, 
And we all have different quirks, strengths, weaknesses, mm -hmm. and that's why we're all individual people. But every non-Christian will tell a Christian, don't push your Christian beliefs on me. Okay, you see how messed up... That's because they have a closed door. But you see how messed up it is. On one hand, they'll say that, but on the other hand, they'll say, well, listen, if you don't believe how I believe, then you're wrong. You have a problem. That's hate speech. It, it starts with an argument. It starts with an argument of somebody saying, I don't want to hear a Christian opinion because I'm not Christian. But they well, want, how, they how, want how, me how to hear gonna... their opinion on, on their view. And then, they, and then they go on to say their opinion. And then it's like, you're listening to their opinion, but they will not accept a word out of somebody's mouth that has to do with Christianity. Or that is against anything that you have. If it's, you're, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're on your grandstand and you're rebel rousing, you're, uh, you know, and 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 you know, you you and I don't agree with that's that. That's what makes us. That's We're what the makes ones us that right. have the problem now. Because that's the problem now. What? That's the problem. People. This is how society is working now. It's no longer your opinion matters. Your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. Now it's about your opinion doesn't agree with my opinion. Therefore, you are a hate monger. Therefore, you have a problem, and you're the one who is in the wrong. Well, and, and I do see that. It, I don't think that that's. I, a good, I don't see that. I don't. You know? don't? I, Look I've at the news. Look that. at it's. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. And I and I've always told people. Um, yes. I, Are you talking but, about like when they have somebody on a show that to bring in a point about in uh, any situation uh, politics or something, and then the the person hosting is like. Well, it's like this. Well, it's like that, and they cut them off short. Or they yeah, always it could be it could be a show like that. It could just be in a topic of conversation that you're having with somebody. If just because there's a difference in thought and a difference in opinion, it's no longer okay to say, "All right, okay, it's okay to agree to disagree. Let's move on. Let's go have a beer. You know, we're still cool." Nowadays, it's like, "Oh, so you don't agree with me? Oh, well, then." Psh F you. We're not even cool anymore. I don't, I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to talk to you. Unfriend on Facebook or something ridiculous. And that's... It, there's a problem. And I've, I've seen that. And I've always told people, for me as a Christian, I have my beliefs. If you're not Christian or if you do something that's different from what I believe, that's completely fine. As long as you're not trying to blow me up, shoot my family, or doing anything crazy. We're both about love. I'm okay. I won't preach to you if you won't preach to me. It is okay to coexist with differences. That's how I wholeheartedly believe. It's okay. But, like, colleges now... Are a perfect example of this because college is supposed to be a place to learn and express critical thinking. This is no longer accepted. Now they want to create this was safe a, spaces. This was on Ann Arbor's uh, talk show. This they want to create safe spaces because people feel offended at this, and 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 they want to they 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 want to have rioting in the streets and crazy protesting. If someone like Ann Coulter wants to come and speak at their university, okay, they well, have a problem with that. They, see, when I went to college, you had people like Oprah Winfrey um, come and speak. You had someone like Billy Hayes. You know who Billy Hayes is? Billy Hayes is the guy who uh, uh, was caught with a whole bunch of hash in Turkey and uh, the whole movie, Midnight Express. That's what it's, it's about. He came talked in our you know so you have two vastly different people talking but they're talking and you have people there wanting to listen from both sides 
Okay, like uh, like the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts, when people were talking about, uh, well, the average uh, Howard Stern uh, supporter and, and, and fan listens to the show two hours a day. Why do they listen to him? So they can hear what he's going to say next. Now, how many people who are against Howard Stern and hate him listen to his show? Three hours a day. Why? So they could say, see what he's going to say next. Was there protesting? No, there was you are trying to find out either or whatever side you want to believe. That doesn't exist anymore. Now you have people showing up at these colleges and things like that who can speak and they don't even want you there. You don't even want to hear what you have to say. They are stunting freedom of speech. They just call it hate speech now and they think that it's justified <laughs> what they're doing. Okay, this is, the, this is how messed up things have gotten. You know, it should be a place where it doesn't matter what your well, viewpoint why is. It? Why, why can you tell me why that is? Why have they created safe zones? Why why are they protecting students' rights as far as not letting them hear words that are going to be used to offend them? Is that protecting your rights, though? It, it's protecting the uh, the mind. I mean, words have damaging From what? effect. For, well, yeah, well, then you have the choice of not going. You have the choice of not listening. Yeah, you have the choice of going there and listening to find out what, why you actually believe what you believe. Listening to that may reinforce that. Or it may change your opinion. Are they afraid of something? Are they afraid that, that their whole world that they got in their little you know collegiate bubble is going to change? Well, they have to be prepared for the world they're going into. And one thing you learn in college is taking the step from the safety net of college and walking into a real-world scenario. And in the real world, as the world is developing, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an outlet. Everybody's got a broadcast channel. So what are they going to do? Sue no, companies now because... You can't do that. It's all going to become balanced out. The popularity of... you know, We may never see 3.4 million views on a rating show for... American Idol ever again as time goes on because th there's more diverse outlets of media and more diverse outlets of uh, entertainment for people to listen to or watch. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of finding people who will protest find it that, that it's their freedom of speech as well. But I think there's power in numbers and I think it could be used in a, in a different way. You don't think you have to protest. I think if there was someone on your campus that was having a discussion that you didn't feel was appropriate or you just disagreed with, just don't show up, like you said. If there was someone at this uh, speech seminar type thing and no one from campus showed up, I think that looks way worse than a whole bunch of people protesting outside of it because you're still creating attention to that particular person, which would then also bring up conversation of what they were talking about. Uh, so I just think there's different ways for it to be used, but I'm just one of those people that don't find a reason to to protest. I'm I try to find <clears throat> a different way to express how I feel. For example, if I went to school and the Ku Klux Klan decided to come to campus, I would probably just first of all I probably wouldn't even be on campus. I'd be like, nope, not you going. Probably won't be attending that school. I would just be like, nope, not going. But <clears throat> it would probably. I would probably sit back and observe and see exactly how the campus would have um, reacted to that situation. And there will be times where the campus would probably be like, you know what, not a good idea for you to come because this doesn't go with 
what we see as a university well, should, it should I understand freedom of of speech and opinions and ideas, but still, there's to to have a history like that, <coughs> yeah. a violent history. Should, should be cause enough for that type of stuff to be eliminated anyways. I can I can see the university saying thanks but no thanks type of situation. I don't see it as a need for a protest. I think that's where I think things need to to stop it. Where there's a difference in thought and it creates a protest what could give potential for things to escalate even though you start off as something peaceful. That's where I think it should kind of not get that far <clears throat> it could, if it could stop higher up we could kind of trickle it down there's pe there's always going to be difference of thought things are going to stop the kkk can go express their thoughts somewhere else where they're more accepted i mean going back to sports people will have endorsements like chris brown for example he had the double done endorsement and then he hit rihanna and then it got taken away some people are like yeah you should be able to hit your wife we need to keep her in check and then some people are like, uh, no, that's not cool at all. Double mint gum happened to think that, that no, that's not okay. We're not going to endorse you any longer. That was just their way of saying, we don't agree with you. You know, so I think there's different ways of, of saying it. And we have to be okay that there's a difference in, in thought. We just have to be able to, as humans, be able to express it a little bit more effectively than I think we have been lately. I think that, well, that was a good statement by both of you. Both of you, have strong, both of you have really strong opinions Chris about Chris Brown this. allegedly hit Rihanna, but that was not there, so <laughs> I have to throw that in there legally. Well, um, I think if you focus, cent central focus on all the outrages that people have against these um, speakers or against uh, teachers or against uh, the president or against all this all this hate that's happening it's stemming from overload of knowledge too much knowledge about an individual's perspective on an idea or on their individualized personality comes into play when they're viewing somebody who's talking to a, a broad outlet. So uh, a, a group of 300 people are going to have a, a similar opinion when there's one person talking to all of them. When there's one person doing their own research and studying their own stuff and finding out whatever they want to find out because... You said it before, a man only sees or hears what he wants to. Okay? So if he's out there doing this research individually and realizes there's some bad things about this, and then gets people behind him to start this rioting or this protesting against uh, a group that's or somebody that's performing, all of a sudden it becomes this person's following, this person's... Uh, opinion that's challenging this other person's opinion and then it's a contest of who has more people that are, are are submerging to one opinion which brings us back to 
the competition aspect. If we're all individuals and we all have our own personality, then why can't we take the good from somebody, use it to replace our bad, and build ourselves up? Why can we not do that? Because we are made and we are humans and we sin, yet we are forgiven for our sin, but yet we are never going to stop sinning because we are flesh and the flesh sins. Is that all right? Well, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> but, um, you know, a lot of facts get distorted as a result of a stacked deck. Um, like what you were saying before, when you have this, you know, group of people that, you know, agrees with what you're saying and stuff, you have the one person talking and you have a, a group, you could pretty much take every, every uh, place Obama spoke or any place Hillary Clinton spoke, um, there wasn't one person that wasn't of like mind in those assemblies, okay? <clears throat> there was never <clears throat> people challenging what Hillary had done or was doing or what Obama had done and was doing. However, you go to the other side and it's a mixed bag. You know, you don't have a, a whole room of Obama supporters or Hillary supporters that are just, you know, yeah, this is the way. There was no conflict there. You... Take example, you have Trump speaking, and all of a sudden you have people protesting and yelling at his rallies and stuff like that. Wait, wait a minute, what, what, you know, how come you don't have these types of people at the other rallies, whether they be Clinton or Obama, at, you know, yelling and screaming out there, you know, how, you know, explain me this or explain to me this, you know. So when people see that, then they can say, well, you know, look, you know, he just talked to a whole room and they agreed with everything he said or they believe in everything he said well obviously they're all supporters so the stacked deck does distort the facts the viewpoints the person a person is smart a group of people are dumb a person is smart but when they're in a group of people they can uh, the group of people can be dumb my mentality what? Mob mentality. Yeah. A group of people that all connect on one opinion, anything can happen. And, and, and a, a majority of people over a smaller group of people, they have more strength. The more people you have, the more strength you have. And then that moves into talking about strength and power among nations. Nations are right now talking about nuclear power, uh, bombs, Korea, North Korea, um, Russia, what's going on with Russia, what's going on with the U.S., what's going on with Cuba. I don't know. You just want the embargo taken off so you can get your cigars. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My sister's gone there for her birthday. And I had a friend that just came back. I, I'm hoping she brings me back some cigars from Cuba. So. Um, we're at 43 minutes right now. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
43 minutes. So, um, we'll take a quick little song break, and then we'll come back and uh, do some more talk. To Heaven and Hell, just had a brief little music. I don't know what you call it. It's just a... Uh, intermission. Intermission. We are back from intermission. And that means we will... I'm defusing right now. I just took a sip of Coke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Coca-Cola. So. It didn't look good. I was about to back up. I know. <laughs> I didn't want to get any big pieces on me. <laughs> All right. Um... Let's pick up where we left off, talking about uniting people and what's driving us apart. And um, the relationship that we should have with our religion, the different religions that we should have, because as far as the internet's concerned, there's 80 religions that are proclaimed as the most dominant religions there are. 80 of them. So, I'm going to take a look at 80 different religions. There's probably 10, 15 different branches of Christianity. Um, there's religion for the Chinese. There's a religion for the Hindu. There's a religion for the, the Buddha. What is your guys' interpretation of life after death? Like, do we get reborn into life again or are we there is no heaven or hell there is only this life and we choose to see it how we see it and we have to make our worlds the best of both heaven and hell for me it's I have what I want to believe but I still don't know until I get there I, it's one of those situations for me. I want to believe that there's a heaven. I want to believe all the good people go to heaven. Bad people go to hell. Um, uh, the, the recycling soul. I go back and forth on that, honestly. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think I used to. And then for a period of time, I thought, no, souls aren't recycled. I honestly don't, but it's one of those questions I don't think we will ever get answered until it actually happens. I don't know if there's a ghostly plane and there's spirits and souls here. I want to believe there's spirits and souls here that, you know, might come and visit like my great-great-grandmother or whatever might come and check up on me. And it's not some shadow playing with my eyes or something at night. I don't know. I want to believe, but I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> so it, that's where I'm. That's a space that I'm in right now, as far as life after death. They say that heaven is. It's up there. It's it's up. It's up in the clouds by the sun. Your spirit becomes eternal. You know, it could become eternal. I know for me earlier today, I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, when I lost my grandfather, I remember the, uh, the, the person who had the Bible and the, 
person who talks about death and what it means and all that type of stuff. I remember him saying that, you know, I was a kid at the time, but I remember them saying, they're in heaven now. You ascend from earthly body to heavenly body. We want to envision it as being a person within our, our flesh. But we can't do that because by doing that we would be personifying as a person a soul or spirit. Which makes me want to play spirit in the, in the sky. Going off to the spirit in the sky. It's where I'm going to go when I die. I'm when, in rainbow. When they lay me down to rest, I'm going to go to the place. And I don't That's know this song best. either. What? That's the best. That's the best. But if, see, I also believe God is omniscient. And if he has all this knowledge, he's just all knowing, I can't get on that level because I'm, I'm human. And I'm, I'm of the flesh and I've been tainted by worldly things. For me to try to understand what he has planned for us after life, it's just, I just believe it's above me. I think there's just some things we aren't going to understand while we're still in the flesh. So, as much as we strive to understand and to know, I just think there's some things that, there's answers we're not going you, to get. You've generated a thought. What is the difference between a brain knowledge and a soul's knowledge? Or a a spiritual knowledge that's within every spirit. Say, for instance, we have to believe in spirit. We have to believe in spirit or soul. So, when we believe in spirit or soul, what type of knowledge is that? If, if, we, if we have never experienced before, we, we want to know but it's got to be different than our brains that are knowledge sponges. Well, I have to see that in two ways then. Um, and you can weigh on this because you're, you're way more knowing than I am. But I don't know about that. More, more of an interpretation <clears throat> for me, I see it in both ways. One, I would say the, as far as soul knowledge, I would say that would, that should be more faith faith-based as far uh, as opposed to the brain knowledge because the brain knowledge is only what we are reading and what we're gathering and an in interpretation like now like what I'm interpreting is a brain knowledge but I wouldn't say that's my soul's knowledge and I use quotes because I think that should be more faith-based however on the flip side if you're if you believe in soul recycling and you might believe in past lives then your soul may have a knowledge there but it gets blocked by the brain because there are so many things going on in the brain because of worldly things i think you can have book knowledge of the bible but that doesn't necessarily mean you have soul knowledge i think brain and soul might be two different things because you for example uh you you know that the 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 devil knows the Bible, but I don't think he has a good soul. There could be a whole bunch of bad people that can spit all types of verses at you, but I don't think they have the type of soul knowledge as a Christian-like person. So we don't obtain soulful knowledge 
until we enter into a spiritual realm, life, the life after death. I don't think, if you believe in soul recycling, I think it could happen. But if you don't, I think soul knowledge might be more of a faith-based thing and not necessarily knowledge as you would look at it like a brain. I think it might be a little different, but it depends on which way you want to go. I just see two different ways of interpretation. So is it belief or imagination? But, but more, more so in the belief. Yes. In what you believe in. Okay. What is your take on this? Well, the Bible says that those who go to heaven will know each other. So there's some sort of knowledge involved. Whether we will know, how we will know them is what is unknown. I don't think that if I go to heaven and I see Cat, I don't think I'm going to see Cat as I see her today. I don't, <clears throat> and whether, and, and, and interpreting how I'm seen, see, automatically, as humans, we automatically give this whole soul thing physical attributes and it's a way we explain stuff in our human mind but is that how it really is i don't know how it really is i um i want to believe that that there there is a heaven i want to believe that there's a hell <clears throat> I want to believe that the people that I know, my friends and my family, are going to be there. Um, I bet I don't know if, if they will or how I will even be able to recognize them. All I know is the Bible says is I will be able to. This I, world... Sorry, I was just going to say sometimes it's really hard to try to grasp an answer when it comes to for me at least for soul related things because like i said i think there's just something we we won't know until we are met we've met the heavenly father and then that way maybe he will then teach us more or things will be will be able to understand more i think things are just different once we're out of the flesh i think the flesh binds us in a way that we won't fully get everything that he wants us to know and understand until we're out of the flesh because worldly things are just, you know, your heart will, you know, you you might feel a certain way and it might steer you in the wrong direction or you might think in a certain way and it might steer you in the wrong direction and or it'll stop you from the full understanding of knowledge of what he's trying to give you. So once you're free from that, I think you'll start you'll start to get it. So I think right now is we want the answers. I don't think we'll fully get the answers. I think that's what I was trying to get at. Plus, you know, the <clears throat> the flesh is of this world. Mm -hmm. It's of this earth. It uh, it does not last forever. Your soul is supposed to last forever. It's supposed to go. You know, we're supposed to be preparing a place for our soul while we're here. <clears throat> we, <clears throat> the body is, 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 has entropy. It, it breaks down. It, it, it. All right. Um, dreams. Do you believe we get glimpses in our dreams? 
of our our soul life? I think it's a possibility if that's what you believe. That all comes into faith. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think we we dream about our soul or you mean all like we're dreaming if about is an outer body experience <clears throat> type situation? Um I'm thinking Say, for instance, we fall asleep, we dream, and all of a sudden, we have no knowledge of what we are doing. We are just doing. We are carrying out our personality in scenes. Okay? Although those things aren't happening in you know, waking life. They're happening in our sleep. Is that our journey to get refreshed and come back to Earth? If we believe in a recycling soul, couldn't life and death happen in every day? The Egyptians used to believe that you would pray for the sun to rise. You would wake up early and you would pray for the sun to rise. The, the battle between the light and the dark happens. And every daytime, the, the sun god gets defeated. And at nighttime, the night god reigns and lives his, its life of the night. And then, then rises the sun to defeat the night. You know, how the battle goes. <laughs> right, the battle of, of light and dark. Until you have science come around and... Well, tell you... Uh, the earth is revolving. Right. You know, you know it's, it's, it has nothing to do with the spirit world. It just has to do with... But my point is... <clears throat> but my point is... If we go to rest and go to sleep... And our soul goes into a dimension, a spiritual realm, or... We're just dreaming. Is that our is that our glimpse into the heavens while we are alive on Earth? And then once we die, it's something beyond our wildest dreams. I think it's just a reflection on the knowledge in the mind. So they're two completely separate things. Yeah. I think there can be a teeter totter. I think you can have reflections of the mind. Maybe it's just memories that went on that day earlier in the week. But I don't think per se how I think you're explaining it, like my soul is going somewhere else and then living a life somewhere. I don't think that's happening. But I think there are moments where it's not just all my brain working like a recording. I think there could be instances some people believe they have prophetic dreams and for those people who believe that in prophetic dreams it's possible that it's not just a, a, a memory it's obviously something else to them they believe that it's something else i mean i don't have a gift of prophetic dreams so i can't tell you but um like, exp I don't know. I think there's, for me, dreams, I think there's symbols in dreams. I do believe that. 
I'm a big person in trying to find interpretation in dreams. Um, actually had a dream and it was a very scary dream. And I actually did uh, one of those dream dictionary type things to try and I pinpoint things that stuck out to me the most and I look up those keywords or key phrases to see if I could better understand it. Kind of like a Sigmund Freud thing. And um, it's it actually told me something that was going to happen or, or that was happening uh, elsewhere. So I was like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. Was that by accident? I don't know. But obviously in my dream, it wasn't something that had happened to me before. I was dreaming that I was getting raped. So, and it was, it, that hadn't happened to me before. So it was not a memory. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So it was like, it's not a memory. So where would it come from? Is it just a fear that then is just coming up in my mind? It could have for somebody else. It maybe could have been just a fear being played out in their head. Um, but it was just interesting, interesting that it actually was cold for something else. I think sometimes you can have dreams that could be cold for something else. Like death to me doesn't necessarily mean that someone's dying or has died. Um, I had a dream where I had a dream about actually giving birth. Um, that I was pregnant and gave birth, but found out that my my god sister, who I'm really, really close with, that same night I had that dream about birth, her grandmother had passed away. And people always say there's a thing with dreaming about death and birth and then death and birth happening in real life. So I always thought that that was interesting too. And that happened earlier this year. So I thought that was interesting. So I don't always think it's a reflection. I think sometimes it could be cold. It can teeter-totter. Because sometimes I dream about my work day, which to me is a nightmare. It's like, oh my God, I'm playing the same day in my head again. It's like, that's, I don't want to see my boss in my dream. Sometimes <laughs> when I get these th thoughts, these like racing thoughts as I fall asleep, I get racing thoughts, and it's like... Like you're physically racing a car? No, not, oh. not, not like car racing. Just like... Mine's really busy. Really it's busy, and, and, it, <clears throat> and there's like competitive thoughts all going in one direction. And then while I sleep, it it's kind of like a bunch of visions, like kind of looking through a flip book, except every vision is different. And you can't consciously comprehend any of them, but it, it's there. When you're at work all day, we touched on this on the first episode, when you're at work all day, you have a, a consistent work thought, but when you, or a consistent work dream, like you're working, you're dreaming that you're still working. When you're having multiple things happen in one day, and you have a bunch of different thoughts that connect to a whole bunch of different things that you, you've interacted or you talked to or just from the outside world, you start having like flashes of what somebody could say is, oh, I think that might be prophetic. I think that might be future. I think that might be something coming up. But, you, but then the future comes and you're like, it's not anything of how I thought of what I tried to comprehend was. You don't know if your dreams are actually telling you the future or if 
they're going back into the past or if they're giving you the thing that you so desire for me my desire was to be who I was in the past because I thought I was lesser than what I was now and then I would have dreams where I'd be the same person I was before I think you can dream about desires too. about personalities shifts yeah, and I think you can dream about whatever it's gonna happen I don't think we can control what we dream about so it's it totally depends on the person and you said you dream when you dream it's more like a flip book and when I dream it's more like a movie so I think it's just and but we're two different minds so I mean you may dream a completely different way Brent so in windows and it seats really window, in yeah in windows like when like like on a computer like in oh. like windows it's like my mind will go to one place and it's like it's almost like it clicks on something and something else opens up or it doesn't click on this so it stays in this weirdo position i gotta <clears throat> search out that place where i gotta like click on to, mm -hmm. to get out of that you know some a lot of times it now every just, time i look at my computer i'm gonna be like <laughs> the heck brand am i dreaming i'm on a computer you're in my mind now <laughs> i've drawn you in i am now the neutron <laughs> Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think dreams just are just an interesting thing. Honestly, I had a dream about a desire the other night. I had to tell my husband about it. I was like, "Babe, had a dream about us before kids." He was like, "Oh, was it good?" I was like, "It was good." <laughs> so it was like you know us, you know when we were back in college before kids, and you know that that was obviously a desire because I have kids now, and he's always getting on me like. You're always worried about the kids. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm not trying to traumatize them. <laughs> so, yeah, it it depends. It, it it completely depends. Obviously, I didn't think that dream was telling me anything. There was no code or anything. It was obviously just a desire. Or it won't even be so blunt. It could be, um, it could still be cold, but it's still a desire. So you might see something and you'd be like, oh my gosh, why did I dream about blah 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 I wasn't even thinking about that person and maybe that person or that item that you were dreaming about meant something to you and you're just longing for that maybe someone you, you just have they, a good relation do you with they have any huh? coexistence as far as or, or cohesive connection say for instance you dream of somebody or you dream of something does that at the same time have a connection with the other person for me i don't think so not for me i'm pretty sure there are people out there that will believe that but for me no i don't think because i dreamt about my husband last night he was dreaming about me he might be dreaming about ncaa uh football video games i it, don't know <laughs> it, it could be an attribute too it could be something that you know about this person and maybe it's the attribute that you're yeah that's what i was getting <clears> that yeah. you're thinking about maybe that's that you know, person reminds you of a feeling yeah. and you're longing for that feeling your mind but knows your mind this interpret that, that it knows person. this it knows that about that person so maybe that's why that person is in your dream okay now connecting this to waking life do you believe that what happens in our waking life like if we receive some sort of signal Say we all carry frequency or we all have antennas on our head or something. Um, do, do you believe that there's a connection consciously between a thought and another thought of a human being? 
Like, say, for instance, I think of, you know, today's episode. Are we doing today's episode? And then you two, you know, oh, of course we're doing today's episode. I wouldn't hear anything different. And then it's like, would they have any idea that I'm thinking, are we doing today's episode? Would they have any similar idea of that same thought if I have that thought? I mean, if you think of somebody and then they call right at that moment, is that something as well? I think that's what I hear some folks in the in the church call a gift of discernment, um, where they feel as though, they, I guess they get that feeling or that inkling, like you're saying, as maybe as simple as someone's going to call or thinking that someone something's going to happen to somebody. Uh, and then it happens. I think that's what I feel some of the older folks in my church would say, the gift of discernment. I think that's what you're touching on. And then there's the other way of thinking where people think it's more of a cosmic consciousness type thing where, you know, the, the famous one in the movie Repo Man <clears throat> where he says, um, suppose you're thinking plate of shrimp and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, someone just says plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp, just out of the blue. You know, those types of things, you know, they they, they believe it's more of a, a cosmic consciousness, you know, it's like energy, you know, maybe... <clears throat> well, like you're thinking of it and then you hear it somewhere? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you shape the words that are being said to almost. be cohesive with what you're almost. thinking? Yeah, almost So like this that. kind of goes back into how God says there's power in, in tongues. So if you, you speak something into existence, kind of? Is he it also the said, same thought process? It could be. I mean, that's it's one way of looking at it. He also said that when Jesus arrives in Revelations, a sword will arrive out of his mouth. It'll be with his tongue that he arrives. I did hear that. I think someone told me that. Something, something about the, the tongue and the sword. I was like, okay, that's interesting imagery. I didn't know how to take it though. I was like, is he? I, I just, I didn't get it. I guess I couldn't get it when they were telling me that. Well, now you look at all the podcasts that are out there. There's thousands of podcasts all over iTunes, all over Google Play, Podbean, Podcast Garden, podcasts everywhere. And there's a bunch of radio shows, a bunch of everything. Not that it is time of revelation. Brent thinks that we're approaching that time. We have to uni unify the people, and whether or not we have that with cosmic consciousness or not, or they're two separate things, and the internet is used to connect people. Talking about religion is a touchy subject because you try to hold back from the feature of, I am this, I am that. And when you're doing a show like Heaven and Hell, it gets people on that the ego phase of like, Oh, his name's Joe, and he's doing an episode on heaven and hell. He must be the Holy Father. It's like, you want to say, JC. It, not in vain, but, like, upset. You know, like, why does it all have to be so absorbing as far as self-oriented ego 
fulfilling fulfilling himself in, in a religious context because he wants to feel important. I had something happen to me in 2012 that changed my life forever. It had to deal with the light. The light and being at a euphoric high and falling all the way to the bottom. And then I got recovered and wanted to try to tell my story and that's how I created heaven and hell. It's like the highs and lows of everyday life because I went from having an extreme high to having an extreme low. And now it's like I'm balancing in the middle every day. The song Ride that's going to play by Lana Del Rey is like, there's a war in my mind. It happens every day. I'm just a guy who does a podcast series, a radio show, plays music, wants to feel important enough to deliver a message to one, two, three listeners. You, but see, I, I like how you said originally that you started doing the podcast because it was kind of like you... Um, finding peace of mind what you were going on with what was going on in your life and that was kind of your release your therapy therapy, and and getting through that situation which is a great thing because people find ways of letting out emotions in very other ways that could be damaging and the fact that you did this but then you just said that you wanted to seem like you had a message or, or an importance to give a message to people and I don't think it was more of an importance thing I think you saw it turned into a therapy for you but in hopes that maybe your testimony could reach someone and help them maybe in a similar situation and help them through it because what I'm doing now is what I was looking for during that time of recovery when I was recovering I was like is there anybody who has the same same situation that I had? I was looking for it all over the web. I kept reading the same stuff over and over and over again that's out there. It's like, where is this? Where is this? And as you said, it is in hopes that somebody comes across something and hopefully the frequency or the thought that, that can connect them to like their heaven and hell can take them to an interpretation of everybody's heaven and hell and i want you to also see that i don't uh, and i know you touched on competition and always being the best and that's how society has been working lately but i've noticed that with this show i don't think you do that i think you're an exception to that to how the world is working right now you are doing it from a different place and i think that's a really good thing and in a sense as us here supporting you in this dream and in what you're, you're doing, you will be heard, hopefully. Like, you'll get your message across to someone, and you probably haven't even before we got here. But you are an exception to what you what we talked about earlier as far as competition and always being the first or the best and up there. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a great thing because we're bringing light to the underdog as you would say you know what i mean because we're not on iHeartRadio radio or anything like that so i think it's important to, to to say that to let you know that plus it's it's self-healing you know it's too many people keep everything bottled up especially men you know men are taught 
you know, we're supposed to be strong. We're not supposed to be full of emotion. We're supposed to keep everything bottled up and everything like that. This is your way of, of releasing that, you know? It's like, uh, once you're able to vocalize something and bring it out, it really helps you as a person. Um, because, especially with, with an audience like, well, not just the listeners, but myself and Kat and things like that, and we, we have these discussions and we talk about things and perhaps uh, somebody brings to the table a way of thinking that maybe you weren't thinking or something that just might, I'll just say, it, it might be a blessing to you, you know, it just I might be, that's where I was going. Yeah. you know, it just might be something like that where, you know, I think about myself, you know, and I used to be a real angry, violent-esque kind of person. I never really put violence out on people. It was always on something inanimate. Or whatever you know like I used to be a roofer and things would make me very angry whether it was people not doing the work whether it was my father who was the boss got a, you know got under my skin for some reason or whatever and I might throw a hammer at a wall or something like that you know that would be my release or I'd be yelling and screaming and swearing and and just being all kind of worked up you know and you know it was just a very negative uh, way of expressing and uh, a release it was almost it was more damaging almost you know whereas something like this where you can actually like think about your issue and being able to talk with others and not having uh, someone you know jam opinion down your throat like this is how it's got to be you know it's just a it's just more of a discussion way of expressing your, your, your concerns with yourself. It's you know? like walking into a new world. New world with different perspectives. And yes, you guys have said things that I've been waiting to hear. Things that are just like, all right, that piece that was missing might have been right here, it might have been right here, it might have been right here. When you guys say those things, it fills in. Mm -hmm. It fills in the, the spots that it's like, okay, I didn't know what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. but now I heard it and now I feel healed that's what this is supposed to do this is supposed to heal people mm -hmm. and you guys have been doing an excellent job at not only healing people but healing me and I think this has been a great episode and if the world can learn to heal one another then we can live in a kingdom that was preached by Jesus it's uh it's, 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 it's hard it's hard for people you know, it was hard for me to get out of a, a of, of an angry place, you know, mad at everything and everybody and, you know, nothing was ever my fault, you know, and, and just, you know, the world's out to get me, this person's out to get me. Uh, that way of thinking is just so damaging and it's so counterproductive. Um, it's probably just exhausting being angry. It is. All the time. It, it is yeah. very exhausting, you know, because it's like, you know, why why is my mind so crazed and and why can't I why, why do I automatically go to some place that's of a violent like angry pl nature pl of a place? I, I you know, it was difficult for me 
to even you know i could express my feelings but it was always peppered with that kind of stuff and it was you know i couldn't figure out why i wasn't getting out of that you know i was like what is there ever a time where i'm going to get out of this is there ever a time where it's going to uh you know finally someone's going to flick a switch and and you know get me out of this funk and you know you you, you have to realize that it really isn't anybody but yourself that's going to get you out of that you got to flick your own switch you know you have to uh you may get help along the way but you know no decision can be made unless it's by you alone. You have to make the decisions. If you want to be out of that angry place, then you got to take yourself out of that angry place. You hear a lot of people nowadays talking about, you know, the power of positive thinking and things like that. It's just their way of, of uh, trying to put themselves out of that, that one place just by not even entering that place. Like, I'm not going to go there. You know, that can be a good thing. But in another sense, if we're going back around, it can be a bad thing too. Going back to the safe places and the schools and not wanting to hear certain things, you know. It's a fine line. Yeah, it is. And, and I see what you're saying. Like, for me, my New Year's resolution was to stay off social media because there was just way too much negativity going on social media there was just hate and hate these comments and just pictures and and not even just hate there was just a lot of sadness like every time i saw a picture of what was going on in syria it was just depressing and and it was just very scary and sad all at the same time i hated every day going on social media something that i thought was going to be fun you know to do or what was meant to be fun is turned into let's just share the despair and i was like you know what i need to take a break from social media i i need to stop divulging and all the things that are all the bad things going on or people who don't watch the news you know in that same aspect so i do understand there's a fine line you you things that you need to know don't live under a rock per se i know the things that are going on around the world but i don't want to be reminded of it all day every day on facebook in my news feed you know i just don't I try to stay in a happy place because I like to be happy. I don't want to be all depressed and knowing. I, I literally cried when I saw it and I couldn't even read the article. I had to text my Egyptian friend actually for him to tell uh, explain to me what was going on because I, it was an article, I think a, a bomb went off somewhere in a city and I can't remember, but the first thing I just saw the article was just pictures of kids, just dead kids, or you know, parents crying, holding dead children i was like oh but i can't do it because the first thing i think of is my kids and then i go to a bad place and i'm just like no can't do it i can't and i'm literally sitting here physically feeling sick and crying because of like how could someone do this you know and it's just yeah it's it's, it's a sad thing but off off, off of that before i get myself crying um i do think that us three being here is a great dynamic i mean we come from completely different backgrounds and i think that we're all going to learn from each other i mean if you coming from a previous generation and all the knowledge that you have just from radio and religion and then we're kind of the younger ones i know you're younger than me but we're not gonna say how old i am and but we come from the same generation and then i'm just a completely different gender culture and all we bring to so many different um 
ways of life and thought into this one forum and I think it's it's a beautiful thing for us to be able to do that on this medium and I think we're all going to learn from each other and I think that it was a blessing that we all came here together and hopefully that that message will get, get across to our listeners. Hopefully we can I was told that if we don't see a big change, or maybe dreams aren't meant to be achieved immediately, but with every effort, with every vocalization, with every positive thought, with every good vibe that's sent out, we won't see a direct comment per se, or a direct listen, but it may have even greater impact than a listen, or a like, or a share, or something like that. So... Your reach is only growing because you've added to other people who know all these other people. So when we're telling people that, hey, we're on this show called Heaven and Hell, oh, I want to listen, so that just increases your reach, so you don't know who you've touched. but. You come from a good place of wanting to share a message and a testimony. And bringing co-host in, I'm pretty sure your message has been reached at, at some point if it hadn't been already. So I think you're doing a good job, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> I think we're all doing a great job. This is, this is fun. You know, being on air, it was... We're still, we still got... Don't, we, we act like this is the season finale, but it's not. We have... Uh, I know, is, it sounds like we should be saying bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> this, this is the fifth episode. we still got seven more to go. I, so. look at it, I, I look at it, though, like, you know, we, you know, and, and it's been said, you know, we all come from, from different backgrounds and, and different cultures, and, and, and we may have varying opinions or whatever, but at the same time, we come here every week and we're friendly we're cordial we understand and respect each other we try to learn from each other no matter what our opinions may be or our our stand on certain things may be it's never a an attack situation you know and i see this i see other groups that i've um you know there's a uh my, my girlfriend's got a friend who lives in uh, Ann Arbor and every year she has this big kind of banquet where I mean it is a melting pot of ideas culture viewpoint and we all sit there and and we may have a, a debate but it's 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 never a hate debate it's never a it's a friendly debate it's we're learning we're, yeah. we're we're enjoying each other and respecting each other it's it's and it can be done my point is it can be done people yeah. can get together have varying opinion and still be friends you know like well how can you be friend with this person you know they don't think like this yeah so what big deal that that that's the beauty of individuality that's you know that that's what everybody wants See, that's the catch-22 with today. People want the individuality. They want to be able to express themselves and do their stuff, but then you have those who don't like that. 
How do these you, are the same people that want to express themselves. How, so. how do you? How do we? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show on this note. Yeah. How do you end a show on a good note? They're because all. Uh, because music shows it always leaves you wondering. But if you listen to music, it always leaves you with a question of like, how do you leave the show on a good note? How do you leave the sh- the episode, the song, on a good note? I was just gonna say I have an idea. What? I'm gonna I can pretend to be a caller and then have a request for a song. Hey, I got a I got a song request because the first we were talking about friends and stuff, so the, the song popped into my head, and um, I want to say, and I hope I don't embarrass myself, it's the Beatles and. I know how it goes, but I don't think it's the name of the song. It's the one that goes, I get by with a little help from my friend. It started playing in my head. I was like, we should play that song. Yeah, with a little help from my friends by the Beatles. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or if you're doing the Joe Cocker version. <laughs> you know. <all> <laughs> um, he did it too. Uh, but yeah. You probably don't have that song, dude. No. Dang it! <laughs> That's all right. It gives the listeners something to, to do. Uh, you know, I, I, got, I was going to play the song Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. And that works, too. <laughs> Look, you know, and still, a song that is, even though it was it was written in 66, 67, still, musically, is leap. What, 1667? Yeah, no, 1967. Oh, it's still, it's, it's still, it's still, you know, that's a bird in time classic right there, but it's still a musical masterpiece. It's still, I mean, that, that song is still far ahead of its time today. It's so much is going on with that song. It's, uh, we'll try to have it for next week. Okay. How about Sly and the Family Stone? I think, um, the, uh, you different guys... strokes for different folks. You guys got to bring, bring in, yeah, there we go. Bring in a, a hard drive or a flash drive. And I'll Are you allowed to play We're going to have to bring some songs. Okay. You're going to have to bring <laughs> some songs. Do some homework. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. This has been Heaven and Hell. And it's also questioning whether or not we can unify as a human race for the greater good. Or will this hatred that is spreading at generally the same speed as power or positive thinking, well, what's going to weigh out in the end? just have to live our lives live our lives and try to be the, the positive influence